welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truth. I am your co-host, Jenny Scott, here with Dan, the man, Duran. How you doing, Dan? I am doing great. I'm taking notes today, Jenny. I'm taking notes. I know. It sounds like your your son just got hurt in football, you said? He did. He did. He managed to break the two bones of his lower leg, the fibula and tibia, and uh, he now has a titanium implant, and we've got some rehab to go. And the doctor said... That young man has the thickest bones I've ever seen on a human being. I can't believe the heat that they were broken. So, oh, wow. You're going to do it, do it right. Because <laughs> it's been muscle training, right? Helps with bone Power density. Plate, all that good That's stuff. right. <laughs> <laughs> See that, guys? Strength training works. It does. <laughs> well, Dan, you've actually had the honor of communicating with our guests today a little bit before. Um, who do we have with us today? Yes, it's an honor to introduce Chris Gellert, and I'm going to do just a real high-level introduction because you're going to want to hear right from Chris all the things that he's done and, and what he's working in now. But uh, Chris is, is uh, the CEO of Pinnacle Training and Consulting. Uh, he has 20 years of clinical experience, including working in hospitals, industrial rehabilitation, outpatient, and private practice settings. Uh, he also has extensive experience in treating spinal injuries, sacroiliac injuries or dysfunction, degenerative sports, and various movement dysfunctions, including fascial dysfunctions. I'm trying to get all these these, these letters so together. Like, I know. Chris <laughs> is also, uniquely, here we go, a personal trainer. And he has been a personal trainer for 20 plus years. So Chris, thank you for joining us Welcome, very, very Chris. much. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks, Kristen, for the awe and the opportunity. I appreciate it. It's great. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Well, Chris, you know, I only actually your bio is long and distinguished. You have a lot of accomplishments under your belt. You're truly an expert. We like to say here when, when people tune into our podcast, we want to make sure they're listening to experts. And, and that's who we invite to be here. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how, how you got to be where you are now to help, uh, you know, qualify who you are and what you do. Yeah, uniquely. Thanks, Dan. Uniquely, I actually did a career path change. So I was actually in advertising. I have a BS in marketing. And 1995, I hurt my back and went through rehab. Um, different than your son, unfortunately, but went through rehab. And it was a whole other world of just, just waking up. And after a chiropractic event and after a physical therapy event, I just said, physical therapy is for me. And it was very interesting. I became enthralled. And then I went back to school, took all the anatomy and the sciences and all the hard courses to get in there. And I went back to school and got in in 1997. And I graduated in 99. And I moved around the country. I went and did my clinicals and actually my schooling in Florida. So that's went to grad school in Florida. Did my clinicals in Chicago through a dart at uh, California, was out there for a couple of years, and then followed someone back to the East Coast. And I've been the East Coast ever since in Maryland, and then went to Australia in 2011, did some more training, did a post-grad master's in sports and physical therapy. That was amazing. And then in 2009, we moved up to here to Massachusetts from Maryland. So that's kind of the long and short. 
And I'm practicing right now, physical therapist. I do some part-time personal training. I teach seminars. I write, I've written 17 courses and I'm just passionate about educating. So that's my uh, long and short to answer your question. That's awesome. I love to see working professionals like experts in fields that still train. I love that because you're able to apply everything you are teaching other people about. And there's, I like, I trust people who do what they, what they say, right? Don't, what do they say, Dan? Do what I say, not what I do. Do what I say, do as I say, not as I do. That's right. Yeah. But Chris is out there doing it. (laughs) Yeah. I I try to, I'm trying to. That's it. Walk the talk, practice what you preach. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So what, what you do as a physical therapist, like how does that com- like compare to what you do as a personal trainer? Do you use what you do as a physical therapist in the same way? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, as a therapist, physical therapist, every day I'm looking at different dysfunctions. So like I had yesterday, yeah. no, not yesterday, two days ago, a gentleman who came in, you know, five, six, two fifty, large endomorph, big guy, he had a stroke nine years ago and he had physical therapy, but he was here for weakness and he's actually having knee pain. So he has an arthritic knee. He had a stroke. He had physical therapy for that, you know, right CVA. So left, uh, left side weakness and called hemiparesis. And he just, I just did one session of some hands-on work, soft tissue work, my fast release and trying to get his knee to bend better. And he's got a very bow-legged knee. He's, he's hyperextending his knee during all aspects of walking and they said to him, you're not going to have an ear replacement because you had heart surgery and your heart's very weak. So he's yeah. already adamant against that. So that's just an example of, of some of the patients I see. But I see, you know, shoulder replacements. I see rotator cuff, spinal injuries. And as, my, as a trainer, my client that I have right now, I've had for four years, she's a Parkinson's patient or has Parkinson's. She's taking Cinemat, doing L-Dopa, doing really well, high-level balance high level activities and she's got a rotator cuff issue. So I saw her for that. So I'm just trying to get her, keep her moving, yeah. keep her limber, keep her uh, strong. And I mean, she's doing backward lunges with bicep curls. She's doing half roll step ups on the half roll. I mean, she's doing really well. So to answer your question, it, it's a culmination of using the clinical to the practical versus yeah. the practical with the clinical, because the clinical part is so clinical. There's so, it's so intense. Like, I have patients with dizziness. I have patients with, you know, tingling down their arm. And I have patients with, I have a pregnant 28 year old pregnant woman who's had, you know, back pain comes and shifted. So I I have a, I have a smorgasbord, if you would call it, of everything that I'm saying. So just to kind of picture. I I have a question for you, Chris, uh, between the two and, and thinking of, you know, say a career in, in, uh, and I'm going to say traditional personal training. Mm-hmm. Because there's also a difference in athletic coaching in a lot of what Jenny yeah. does. And, uh, but in traditional personal training, one of the most important skills and most important things for a trainer to do is to make sure that they connect with their, their client, that they have a personality, that they, they are empathetic, that they are good listeners and all of those things where um, I think when we think of medical, you know, like, for example, the doctor I went to, the orthopedic surgeon for my son's knee, I don't care just fix him. But then once yeah. it's all fixed, you're like, ah, this guy's kind of hard to talk to, uh, but I don't care. It's a, there, it's very different. Do you find yourself in your PT practice in your physical therapy practice, kind of taking that skill set of, I want to connect with these people. I want to be empathetic with these people. I want to build a relationship with these people because they're human beings before they're human bodies. 
Totally. Yeah. I think that's a great question or a great point, Dan. For 20 years, I've been doing this. If I didn't have empathy, if I didn't connect, if I didn't show a real interest in the patient and most importantly, a desire to want to help them, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have gone through and had this experience, number one. Number two, I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I have to say, without judging any physician out there listening, potentially orthopedic surgeon, I think there really are their personal mindset, not personal mindset, their personalities and their ability to connect is coming down. They're, they're shorter, they're more trite. I think they're more impersonable. And that's really a disadvantage to all of us, both medical professionals as a PT, to the OTs, to the speech, and to someone like you who has a son who had injury. And I think thirdly, I like to talk, you know, I like to chat, I like to show, use my hands, I like to fix problems and, and use my creative juices in doing that. And I think that the medical professionals like doctors and orthopedic surgeons, they're just limited because Medicare, insurance world, everyone is just cutting back and reimbursing less. And so there's more pressure on them to see more patients. So they mm -hmm. speed up, they go faster, not faster, but they're seeing more volume where our world is a little different. I and mean, yes, we're seeing less reimbursement, but we're not seeing more to cram them in. We're still doing other things like personal training. We're doing acupuncture, dry needling. We're doing um, pelvic floor, cash-based services, doing other things that we can do as a practice to keep business and keep open. So it's a good point that you made. Yeah, that is a great point. One of my private clients, Chris, is a orthopedic surgeon, and he's one of the best ones out here in Arizona with one of the biggest practices. Um, and he's phenomenal. He he's full like he's for now. What is it? It's October, beginning of October when we're recording this. He's booked through the end of the year, and he books out three, four, five months in advance. So you can't get in with him unless you made an appointment. But it's because he is so personable. Like he's broken that mold, and he's figured out how to a grow his business, but b connect with people. And then when somebody else gets injured, they refer their friends to him because they, he was he took such good care of them, like Dan said, as a human being before they were a human body, right? Um, so I think that is something that, and there's personal trainers out there like that who don't really take the time to connect with people or it's very superficial. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a huge part of any business working with people in general. Like if you don't want to work with people, don't be in the service industry. Don't be in the fitness industry. Don't be in the physical therapy industry. Like don't, don't sit with talk with people then, right? Go off yeah. and do something where you can do it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Be an accountant. Go hang out with your calculator. Right? Yeah. Sorry, my best well, friend's an funny. accountant. I love you, Sheila. You know what's funny, Jenny? <laughs> I, I've actually met some really smart physios, but their personality was like the like a much of like a wall or a pea. And I, I yeah. think they just need to go and do research. Like go yeah. research. Go do research. Do some high level. Get your PhD. So yeah, I mean, I think it, it's all relative. But the big thing you nailed it, and Dan nailed it, is that you have to have a connection, personality some swagger, some Avita Zane, some your, your, your aura, who you are to show that, that you are trying to touch someone's lives and, and men, more than one, obviously. And I yeah. can't fix everybody. I can't fix everybody. I mean, I, I, sure. I accepted that. I don't take it home anymore. I used to take it home and get personal, but yeah. no, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah. There's only so much you as one person can do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For sure. So if there's people out there, which most of us are not physical therapists and personal trainers, we are not so black. Right. Um, but if we as personal trainers wanted to connect with the physical therapist, whether it's to take care of their clients or have them take care of ours, share it, whatever it is, how can we better equip ourselves to work with a physical therapist? Like, what do we need to know to best maximize that relationship? That's a great point. I think there's two things you got to do. One is I think because the industry, and we could talk for hours on this, you guys, this topic, it's not regulated. And as you know, it's not regulated, meaning there's such a, a variance of levels of education. Mm -hmm. And ISSA, I know you guys have some great products, some great certifications. 
And there has to be, I believe, my personal opinion, because I teach seminars, I'm out in the conference world, Mm-hmm. And I interact and I, I get to see, I think they need to equip the personal trainer fitness professional needs to equip with more knowledge, get more knowledge, get Absolutely. your, your post certifications, your post rehab, your advanced therapy, your understanding about the, how the body works first, second, reach out to your local physical therapist, reach out and connect by email, by phone, maybe leaving, mailing a letter, um, or even start with just something like introducing themselves, dropping a business card off and saying, you know, I'd like you to send a test client. You know, that's what I used to do when I actually try to get personal training clients. I would say, give me a shot. Let me work with you. And I'll give me, I'll give you a free couple of sessions and, and you can see what my skill set are like. And I think thirdly is follow up with that therapist. Yes, mm-hmm. we're busy, but you know what? I still take the time to talk to personal trainers and work with them. I have some that I refer to. The problem is, Jenny, I don't find many that I really, really not necessarily like, but they're really well trained to know what to do in my area. Um, cities sure. like Austin and Chicago, and I'm sure in Phoenix and Arizona or near where you are, um, mm-hmm. uh, LA, um, Miami, where I went to grad school down in Florida. I mean, there's a plethora of physical, uh, personal trainers, but I think you have to start with more knowledge. You have to specialize and show that you have the science background that you understand. Not necessarily have to become a PT, not saying that, sure. but you, you reach out. You make a connection and then you try to like least make a valiant effort to say, let's, let's work together. Let's not fight in this rehab triangle, as I call it, with the trainer, yeah. client, and the physical therapist. That's Absolutely. what I would say the best way to go about it is. Yeah. So what I take from that is like, learn the language, right? Like learn how to speak to them intelligently. Cause it is a very different, it's similar, right? Similar terminology, but different language that you guys speak, but it's like going overseas. Would you go to another country without knowing a lick of their language? A rude B like, (laughs) you're not going to get very far. Good luck finding the restroom or something to eat. (laughs) Right. You're going to struggle and you're not going to be able to enjoy it as much. So I would equate it to to traveling abroad, right? Learn the language. Yeah, exactly. I love what you're saying there too, Chris, with, with building that relationship or what we call a network, uh, uh, a, a health professional network. So working with uh, doctors and physical therapists and even, even massage therapists, which would not be so much the true medical field, but still it's manual uh, type of movement and helping people with restoration and healing, recovery, et cetera. Building that network and and what something else that really jumped out at me is you know making sure that they're trained or making sure that personal trainer has more education, has added education, so that you can communicate better and, and better serve the needs of the, the client. Uh, I was very fortunate in the first gym I trained in, we had a physical therapy business in the health club, and so I was friends with the physical therapist and we shared equipment and. Prior to that, you know, being active, I think we've all been to a physical therapist. I never understood, why am I doing this internal external rotation with two pounds? Come on, dude. Do you see how many (laughs) big my muscles are? Uh, This is pointless. (laughs) And it wasn't until I learned why he was doing what he was doing that I truly appreciated it. And, And we were able, I was able to learn a lot from him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not only learn a lot, not to claim that I knew something in physical therapy, but I can really appreciate. I knew when I could tell my client, you need to go see Torben. You know, this is out of my scope of practice. This is not where I need to be. This is not in my lane. Go see Torben. And then a couple of weeks later, my client's back. Yeah. Yeah. And ready That's to the go. key thing. I think, Dan, like you said, it's, it's, it's also showing a sense of respect that I think has improved in the profession. I think it's happened in the last five or 10 years. Um, 
I think there's a lot of still cobweb gray area about what we do and we don't do. We're not just, we don't just massage people. We've been in school a long time. Now the profession is doctorate level. I have two masters, big deal. But my point is it's all about knowledge. And the more you can acquire, the better you can service your clients and service your patients. But, but if you can, I, I would love to be, there's some kind of mentoring process where a, a fitness professional would come into my company and my clinic. That'd be awesome to, you know, follow us around and do that and work with us. That'd be amazing. But it's still not there yet, but maybe it will yeah. be someday, you know, maybe that possibility be there. But I think the bigger picture is you've got to have that. Yeah. That sense of respect and, and say, no, listen, you want to go see Dan, he knows the stuff, or you want to go, Chris, he knows the stuff for therapy and then refer to each other and help each other out. And mm-hmm. most certainly ask questions, which is huge. I'm always learning all the time, all the yeah. time. Definitely. I've actually threatened my client that I was going to go into his office because they have physical therapy clinics in their orthopedic practice in most of their locations and they already have a gym set up. So I've told them a couple of times, I was like, let me staff that gym with you for you for with personal trainers so that when that person is done with whatever their insurance will cover or however much physical therapy they need, they're not done, right? They still have to strengthen. They still need to work on their movement patterns um, and work on their balance or their coordination, whatever it is to recover, truly be recovered from whatever it is they were dealing with. But then you're right there next to the professional that worked with them from the beginning. So you can get feedback. You can give feedback, right? So-and-so is doing great. So-and-so is not doing awesome. I need some help, but you're right there in that facility. Like it's a no brainer to me. You want to know something, Jenny? That's actually a really good point. When I was in Australia, when I did my post-grad physio for a year, all the personal trainers I worked with and met all were doing that. They had their bachelor's or master's and they perceive them. They perceive a personal trainer, fitness professional movements, you know, expert, um, as really a top-notch key player in Australia. And they pay them big dollar. I mean, we're talking really good salaries, but they work with the physios. The physios and the trainer work together. And then you've got the physician there. And then, you know, I didn't really see many chiropractors, nothing against chiropractors. I mean, that's fine. But you have the massage therapist there doing some movement body work. Uh, yeah. You have this the, the synergy that is really dynamic. And I don't think that's going on in the US and it should be more like that. I love that idea. That's amazing. It's amazing. Absolutely. And like to the personal trainers out there listening, like remember that there's only so much you can do, right? We deal with muscular dysfunction, corrective exercise specialists. I'm one myself. That's where we can get a little bit more into those muscular dysfunctions and you really learn more about it. Um, And for me, that's a gateway to PT. Like it's a, it's a gateway. And I would love to go to PT school. I've actually looked into it with AT stills, but I also have two master or two bachelor's degrees and a master's degree. And so if I keep going to school, it's, I don't know if it's worth the debt. So, you know, (laughs) but, but yeah, like there's only so much that we can do. So at some point guys, we have to realize as personal trainers that I can't help this person. Let me find someone who can. And a lot of people are so like tight with their clients. They're like, Oh, I don't want anybody else helping them. Why? If you're good, they'll come back. Right. It's not an issue of losing a client or gaining a client. It's a matter of what's best for this person, this human being in front of you. Right. And if right now it's not you be okay with that. Don't be selfish. Totally. What's, what's, what is it? If you, if you love something, set it free. Yeah. Set it free. If it comes back, it's meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. We are just full of these things. All right. Let's keep them coming. Let's keep them coming. You guessed it, guys. It's time for another ISSA rapid review. Talis Leonidas had this to say about our certified yoga instructor course. It's amazing. Even for those who have never practiced before, this is a very complete course. We're glad you liked it. Thanks so much, Tayas. Jumping uh, ahead here into to something else that I think our listeners would love to learn about 
uh, Chris, is I know this is a this is a depends answer. So kind of a high level. Sure. What can uh, how can personal trainer trainers help enhance their clients' recovery in in a sense of they've moved on from physical therapists? What are some things that that high level you would advise them to do to ensure that they're on the right path to to recovery? I think that's that's a great question, Dan. I think it begins with one knowledge. I, I one thing I'm not, and Jenny, I think I'm. Oh, I sold all of you guys this. I'm a personal trainer. I am not nutritionalist. I'm not a dietitian. I think understanding and really getting more knowledge about diet um, that can be huge to help enhance yeah. recovery. Diet's huge. So knowledge, diet. I think the big thing too, and you're probably all going to laugh big time, but is keeping stretching. I have a lot of patients that are so bloody stiff that. If they kept stretching, they would help their body so much. The other thing too is probably cross training, yoga, Pilates, um, getting more information about how that can help them. And the bigger picture is, you know, what is the big advantage of that? And I think the other thing too is, you know, seeking out professional like someone from ISSA or someone who has the advanced credentials, the advanced um, specialty who knows how to work with that kind of injury dysfunction. Like you said, Jenny, corrective exercise specialist. So I think that would be the totality of what I would say, but it definitely depends on all those factors. But, you know, when you're done with physical therapy, you're not done living, you're not done exercising. Matter of fact, everybody, if you think about it, if you don't exercise now listening on this podcast, you will at some point um, exercise in your podcast because if you come obese and rotund and deconditioned, it will happen. You'll become deconditioned where you know your breathing is affected. So you have to go to cardiac rehab. That's exercise. Working on you know CV training. So it, the, really, every American, every actually everybody, not every American, every one in the United States slash internationally abroad, listening to this. I can say unequivocally needs to exercise, needs to work with a professional, needs to work with a physio and get together a team to help them. That's what I think is really my personal kind of vision, what I try to do. And I'll be lastly to finish up with that day on that point. I don't think you guys, Jenny and Kristen, I don't think a lot of physical therapists, and I mean this very, very seriously, are trying to unite the two fields. Like come over to my side at my lily pad, come over to my world. I think so there's still still some kind of division and the more we can talk and we can embrace each other it's almost like this racism factor and hatred and not to get political but if we can we can show love and help we can really really respect one another i think that's huge so i i'd like to see more personal trainers and physical therapists come together having talks and things like this which is awesome so absolutely yeah. i know nobody wants to share their lily pad it's like no. uh, on titanic where what's his face what's her face wouldn't let Leo, get on the, the, the door. Got it. You got it. <laughs> and he died in the water. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All you had to do was scoot over. Shame on what's her face. That's I horrible. know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love I, I love what you're saying, Chris. And that's why, uh, you know, when, when we connected, I was really excited to have you on here. It, it is. I, I think there's uh, there's another place. Well, there's probably many. But where I experienced that same division is in academia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want to partner with a university and academia is like, ah, it's a certified personal trainer course. You know, we're professors, we're PhDs, et cetera. And I am fortunate enough to have several friends who are professors who are personal trainers like you and some help in gyms. And so finding those people who can see the value in uh, connecting 
uh, we're all healthcare professionals, one way or another. Look at it, call it what you want, but we all want the, the world to be a healthier place. We're all trying to make a contribution to help save the world one one person at a time. So thank you for your your outlook. Uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate I appreciate it. your sentiments on uh, cross training as well and like teaching people oh. flexibility because I'm not, I don't think that's funny at all. I talk with my athletes about it every training session. I'm like, sweet, if you need to oh. foam roll, go over there and foam roll in between your sets and just teach them how to do it correctly, right? Because I always see people who are like, wee on the foam roller, like all over the place. I'm like, you're not doing anything. You realize that, right? And then you teach them how to do it, right? Give them that autonomy. But also like personally, I bodybuild. So yes, I lift. Yes, I do cardio. I also do Pilates once a week with my fiance. I do hot yoga once a week, sometimes twice a week. Um, I'm starting to run. We're going to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, there's plenty of different ways to do other things that challenge your body in a different way, first of all, but help you stay mobile, right? Because like you said, Chris, staying mobile is key, right? You don't want to be stiff. It's not about being, oh, this doesn't hurt as bad today. It's about being pain-free and staying pain-free. If I had to get, <laughs> if I had to choose three things out there, and you guys may laugh, maybe you may disagree with me, Jenny, but if I had to say three things that everyone in the world should own, I would say some kind of fascial ball, some kind of massage ball, some kind of self-release tool, a foam roller, and a stretch strap. Yeah, that's exactly I have all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm seeing more and more people come into my clinic and they're so tight and so restricted. And I'm seeing, I have a right now an ultra marathon runner I'm t- treating and her oh, yeah. ultra longest, her, um, <laughs> we got my foot here. I've got the foot model. So she's got, so my little foot, she's got yes. you know, tightness all down here. Her metatarsalgia, second toe is really tight. And I showed her the stretch, how to stretch just oh, yeah. right there. And she was like, oh, she was like, ah, she was in like heaven. But I'm like, this is how you do it. And then how you use a foam roller. And she was like, sold. I'm like, go yeah. to OPTP.com. I'm like, I don't get any commission. I should get it. But, um, you know, so I think that's where it comes down to, you know, what's the products out there? What can we do to show to our clients that there's some really good stuff out there? Totally. Oh my gosh, Chris! I think you might be my spirit animal. No, <laughs> we both have little little skeleton models. Yeah, yeah models. I got all, we have like I got all little of anatomy and yeah. physiology behind yeah. us. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I think I love oh, it. Oh, your spirit animal! I love it. All I got is Bob, and I can't turn my camera. But he's the guy that you punch and kick the battle. Oh, the little dummy! Yeah, <laughs> put some bones oh, in him. Well, I like I like to teach though, Jenny, and, and the thing is that it's also. Um, it's a constant reminder that I'm learning. I mostly have to know yes. my, I mean, know my science, but it's also, you know, when you're showing that to a person, whether it be a physio, a PTA, a personal trainer, massage therapist, an ATC, it's like, wow, he really is kind of getting in there. It's like, you know, Prego, it's in there and, and that's yeah. the big picture. Yeah. So whatever See, it takes. That's why I have Scully here. Cause somebody asked oh. a couple of weeks ago in our CPT webinar, something about the scapula and mm-hmm. how the lower trap was involved in upward rotation. And I was like, man, if I had a little skeleton, I could show him. And now I have a little skeleton and some Play-Doh. I'm going to show so you. For the <laughs> listeners out there, what, what, what Jenny is showing us, uh, Scully is a skeleton, a human About body. 18 inches tall. Yeah, about 18. Yep, yep. And Chris had just that look like a kind of a true to scale. Life-size foot. Foot. Yes. Yeah, it's a life-size foot. You got it. Foot and ankle. Foot and ankle. Uh, Just a a tip-fib cut, you know, you got a little tibia-fibula there, yeah. So he's got right. the expensive model, you guys. He's got oh, the big one. Yeah, those things are expensive. They're so oh, expensive. Moly. I looked at buying one one time, and that's why I don't have one. Yeah, 
No, they've come down. They're better. They used to be. No. I looked up the full size one when I got Scully. It was like eight hundred dollars for like yeah. a real anatomically correct full size skeleton. Yo, yeah. I need to go to like an elementary school where they're getting rid of one. Oh, he's got really the spine better. and pelvis oh. too. Fine, yeah. So this oh. is. This, I carry this around with me, not during the day, obviously, but when I'm <laughs> to the grocery but store. But this, oh, this is actually, I use this a lot, and I've got a spine and a and a and a stand, and I use this like it's it's like butter. It's like every time I'm talking about the spine. So now we have the spine and hip complex. Yes, all you listeners out there, yep. we're showing off bones. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm moving in with Chris, Dan. I'm leaving you and I'm moving no, in with no, Chris. Dang it. No, don't do this to me. Don't do you, <laughs> Have you seen her? Have you seen her boyfriend? Yeah, I don't think you want to go there. Uh, six, four, six, six, something six, like six, five. Yeah, six, five. See, I was, I was all over it. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned Chris, uh, cross training, which mm-hmm. I love the way you use the word cross training because mm-hmm. a lot of us think of cross training as doing some, you know, Olympic lifting, some barbell lifting, some sprinting. Uh, not things like Pilates, yoga, um, massage mm-hmm. therapy, stretching, etc. Do you have any methods that that you that are some of your uh, preferences or the things you like to use the most when re- helping folks with rehab? So whether it's uh, cryo or it's uh, massage or percussion, etc. What are some of your favorites? Yeah, that's, uh, I'll keep it short because I could go on for a half an hour just on <laughs> that. Um, one of the things, I, I probably use my hands more than my talking. I use my hands. I'll do a lot of hands-on work, my fascia release, soft tissue massage to try to loosen up that connective tissue to for make it- For physios only, personal trainers, we can't do that. Yeah, no. that's okay. That's all right. But, 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 but then right into that, I get into stretching. I'll have everyone use a stretch strap, um, those mm-hmm. little OPTP stretch straps, those green ones with little multiple loops. Mm-hmm. And I think I think for the cryo and the uh, com- compression, you know, those are really used for the the ankle sprains, the knee replacements, the um, severe OA that's really swollen. And I, I just I just like to teach. I did a little bit of Pilates before I was in a major car accident, and I was going to get certified. And I teach a little bit of Pilates in the in my training, but I don't teach Pilates as a Pilates instructor. So yeah. I respect men and women who do Pilates because yes. that's a whole nother level of work. And I'll integrate that, like doing hundreds and doing sideline leg lift. And I mean, that's really amazing. And when my colleague I work with, she's a pelvic floor instructor or pelvic floor therapist, physio. She's doing that all the time in her in our practice. So I think it's yeah. it's really a mixed bag. And then I love the using the fascial balls, working on trigger points. That's my specialty, trigger points, getting rid of those, using those fascial balls, foam rollers. And then um, lately the Theragun, using a Theragun mm-hmm. or, a, or a vibration percussion gun, which is you know, another, we didn't, we're taught that in school. It's kind of evolved. This, these Theraguns, these vibration gun, percussion gun, Dan. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a toolbox filled with knowledge, tools, and literally equipment all together. Absolutely. Yeah. So those personal trainers out there listening, like if you're interested in things like yoga or exercise recovery, like take the education, take the courses about it. You don't necessarily have to go out and be a yoga instructor. Like Chris just said, right. like, you can use it with clients though. Right. I did our yoga certification. I haven't taken the test yet, but I'm going to, but I read the book three times. So I use a lot of the yoga poses for helping with stretching. They're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then I practice yoga so that you know what it feels like. Right. And you know where you're supposed to be feeling, what the alignment looks like, all those things. Um, but there's ways to tie in what you're doing and still be a personal trainer. You're just going to be the best darn personal trainer out there. If you want to be humbled, uh, about 10 years ago, when I started working in a health club, uh, we had a Pilates department 
And especially for those of you who think you're strong, and I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards the men here, you know, uh, you, you think you're a strong guy and uh, I can do anything. Go try Pilates class. Uh, if you want to be humbled and, and exactly what the two of them were saying, I, I would trade sessions every week uh, with a coworker. I would do pizza personal training with her. She would uh, train me in Pilates. It's one of the greatest things I ever did, but it's, uh, it's, it's no joke. It's like yoga. It is no joke. Yeah. It is tough. Nice. It's good. It's yeah. nice. You know, I, Chris, there's so much you've done. Uh, you've also developed homes, uh, home study courses. Uh, yeah. you have a cert certification, um, live webinar and so forth. How our listeners learn more about you and be able to learn from you. Sure. Yeah. They can go to the website, which is www.pinnacle, P I N N A C L E T C S dot com. It's tomcharliesam.com. Uh, you can email me. I check the email all the time. That's P as in Paul, T as in Tom, C as in Charlie, G as in George, 1999 at Verizon.net. And I think obviously keep listening and keep searching. You know, I'm all there, always willing to to shed uh, my opinion, my two cents. I think platforms like this are awesome. I've been looking for something like this for a while. Um, I've been trying to do more podcasts and I think the quality of podcasts, I think this is, I love your guys' energy. I mean, it's been great so far talking to you and I, I can see Jenny, you just, you know, I like your decaf, you know, you've got a lot of decaf during the day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm three energy drinks in. What do you I know, I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. Remind me when it wasn't advertising, but that's okay. It's all good. It's all good. No worries. But I, think, I warned you. I told you I was crazy. No, no. Cool. I think also, Dan, um, the other thing they can find me, in, and I, I think this goes back to probably you guys, you, Jen, uh, Jenny and Dan and, and Kristen, is I'm speaking on the circuit. You know, I try to speak at yeah. SCW and IDEA and all the major uh, conferences. I just love doing that. So, you know, look for me that way too. And, and if you've got a question, say, hey, can I ask you a question? I'm, I'm very approachable. I think, I think the truly humbled, um, personable presenters, educators, and mentors are personable, humble, and approachable. There's a yeah. couple out there, and I'm not going to say their names, but they, they know who they are. And they're very, very high level, but they're just they're really, really rude. And I think, you know, you can't do that. You've got to be approachable. You've got to be humble and you've got to be able to take the time because at the end of the day, we're trying to do what? We're trying to better each other. And that's what- Absolutely. And I mean, not everybody's going to be doing what they're doing forever. You want good people to take your place, right? So why exactly. not help get them there? Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Very well said, Chris. Very well said. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys, definitely take some time. Here's somebody right here in front of you that's willing to help if you have questions. So if you've ever been interested in working with a physical therapist or getting connected and going that route, if you really love physiology and the way the body moves, reach out, right? Talk to my spirit animal here and he will help guide you. <laughs> I love you so much, Chris. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take that one with me tonight. I that's right. I really think out of Arizona, you said you said you're in Arizona. Yes. If you want to come for the winter when it's cooler. Where are you in Arizona? What part of Arizona? Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Okay. I've been there. Beautiful. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I've been in a while, but awesome. Come on over. When I got I gotta look you up. There, I gotta, Arizona, I gotta look you up. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> you gotta meet Scully in person. You gotta no. meet Scully in person. Yeah. Yes. Gotta meet my little guy here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this limb too, but Scully's better. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, way better. Way better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chris. Dan, any last words for our listeners today? Well, I'm digging out the stretch strap. I'm digging it out. Yeah, you know, my, I have my son on the black one, but I have one of those green ones with the, the loops and I've just got to dig that sucker up. Yeah, oh, those are awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I literally, 
if, if I could promote that, push that, recommend it, is that we need some kind of fascial ball, some kind of stretch ball, or some kind of, you know, working on trigger points, working on a foam roller, um, which can be used on the hip, on the, the thigh, and a mm -hmm. stretching strap. I mean, you integrate all of that into your workout, you know, you're set to go. So, love it. like I said, that's just, yeah, it's good, good stuff. I love it. There good you stuff. go. Best spirit animal ever. Uh, <laughs> thank you again, Chris. Awesome. You've been awesome. Thank you. So guys, I hope you guys take his advice, reach out, learn more, and uh, as always, make good choices. We will be talking to you guys soon. Yeah.